What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Force Diet Podcast. This is episode number 60. Wherever, whenever, and however you may be listening, we are honored that you've joined us. On tonight's episode, we've finally reached the end of Ahsoka season or series one uh, with episode eight uh, dropping last week. A lot of questions, not so many answers. Uh, So a lot of good stuff to discuss tonight. So uh, I'm your host, Obi Sean, joined as always by my co-host with the most, Jedi John. How you doing, buddy? Hello, hello. We're here. It's it's done. It is done. It is finished. Man, <clears throat> perhaps. Question. I'm excited. To ju- I'm I'm excited to jump in, but yeah, I know we got some other stuff. But man, it's gonna be good. It 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 should be fun. And and the biggest question to come out of all of it is, will we actually get more, or are we gonna get like more, more, <laughs> really badly cliffhangered? I don't know. I guess we'll talk more about literally that. off a cliff. Oh. Literally off a cliff. Just just extend your pointer finger out towards the camera, and that's that's really all there is. Or I guess it was a hand. Was he point? It was a point or a hand. I th- I, th- you know, I actually think it. Mm-hmm. He was like a blackjack dealer tapping out, and then was like, yeah, "There like, you go." <laughs> clean hands, clean hands out. Nothing here. Yeah, I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't two hands out. I know that. No. So, it wasn't. and it wasn't touchdown, Jesus. Uh, to to make the, the necessary the Sunday fo- world football puns. In my hands, it's got the whole wide world. <laughs> In my hands, very good. Well uh, done, good reference. <clears throat> you're welcome. So yeah, uh, episode eight. I just kind of like dive right in. We we just to kind of give the listeners a heads up. We we did skip technically episode seven. We talked about it briefly. At Cape okay. Con. Um, we did have somebody in the room that had not seen it yet, though, so we couldn't really dive straight in. Yeah, um, which that was a blast. I had I had a, I had a really good time with that, um, doing uh, our first was, live stream. It was fun at Cape Con. Yeah. Um, and I've seen a lot of the pictures start to come out now from the show, and <clears throat> I have to say the ones that they picked of us, <laughs> they show our best sides. I, I figured they would. <laughs> Of course they did. Uh, yeah, I I think one my eyes are closed. Uh, one your turn like sideways. Another one. I'm talking to you. you that is probably no. You were you were looking because your mouth was not in any sort of open position. Um, mm. But <laughs> but then uh, the other one is of me just kind of like staring blankly forward, like mid speech, I guess. And I'm like, yeah. I know we smiled at least once during that Honestly, opening. we probably should just like, they should have just got our picture before we started. That's probably good feedback for them. Like, can we just get like a photo prior to starting? That way we can have like one, like we know it's going to be good. Yeah. The um, action shots of podcasting just don't really flatter anyone, I don't think. So. I, everyone's sitting there at the state, or, you know, sitting there at a table talking into microphones. You're not going to get the most appealing photos uh, in that instance. Yeah, just... Um, so yeah, so we did talk briefly about episode seven there, uh, and then dove into kind of our main topic. So we're not really going to dive into episode seven here. Um, 
there were some cool bits. Uh, obviously, getting the 3PO cameo, I guess, was probably the highlight aside from that end action sequence. So we're not going to spend as much time on that because that is now two and a half weeks old. Um, and so, so with that, we'll just kind of go into episode eight. And then we'll close the episode off uh, towards the end, talk about the season as a whole. Um, so your first thoughts <clears throat> coming out of episode eight. I know you sent the text to Keith and I. Um, yeah, I sent it out. You guys know my thoughts. Uh-huh. Yes, you already know them. I'll let the listeners know what um, your thoughts were. Yeah, I couldn't decide if I was really happy or really, really mad. I just don't, I don't know. I, d- I don't know. I still kind of don't know, but... I'm at ease with it. Like it was a finale of a season of, of TV. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know how else to put it. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is like, I know there's more something coming mm-hmm. as far as story, whether that be movie first or show season two. Um, but there, there's more to come. And I think that's the important thing that, I had to remember that they they had to set up other stuff. Like I was totally right about some of the stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think previously on the cast, I told you like Thrawn has to win. Like Thrawn has to win this season. Technically, like he has to get away into the next galaxy. Well, guess what? He did. Yeah. Um, how he did it, or who he did it with, didn't really get that right. Um, <laughs> partially right, partially right, I, I suppose. But um, yeah, uh, but overall, like I was, I'm overall happy with it. I wish, I just wish they would have added on 20 or 30 more minutes. I think that's really what it comes down to. So you think that, that what you feel you were missing would have been completely filled in with an extra 20 minutes? No, (laughs) no, just it would have been more filled in to give me a little more closure on on a certain items. Well, my, my biggest question is, so I, I had a lot of questions and, and I'm sure a lot of people who watch this, some are going to be over the moon ecstatic. Um, some are going to be super disappointed. And then I think most people are going to kind of be in that middle, middle ground where you enjoyed bits of it. And then you're like, where's the, re-? like you feel like it's, it's, it's incomplete. It is clearly incomplete. And the biggest question mark is, are we going to actually get that closure? Because while there's talk of season two, that hasn't been greenlit yet, the Mando movie, which everyone seems to be kind of discussing as a a reasonable place to hash out some of these things, that's not coming out for multiple years at this point. Um, And so, you know... We spend the better part of the whole season, and maybe I should have saved this till the season wrap, but whatever, following Balin and Shin, and then the entire finale, we get them for 45 seconds, seconds 45 seconds Total. to a minute, right? And granted, half of that time is on something that's epic, and we'll talk about it, but I feel like, and I realize it's a Soka show, and so we've griped about the main character not being in you know, their actual show. So uh, she was present. Um, you can't make everybody happy, Sean. No, I already told you. you. I know. You can't make everybody happy. But I, I feel like there were there were a number of questions that 
that I felt could be answered in season one um, that didn't really get there. Um, and I don't know. It, 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 I just feel like there's a hole and I just need more Ahsoka to fill it. <laughs> yeah, there is. I have a hole in my heart. <laughs> I just need, I need more. You know, so, yeah, so we both got the Thrawn has to win, right? And that was, like, I'm pretty sure everyone, or everyone who understands his role in helping to found the First Order pretty much knew he had to get away. Um, I will say that I was not expecting, well, let's start at the beginning, with Ezra rebuilding his lightsaber, uh, or rebuilding a lightsaber. So good. So cool. So good. Also, does Ahsoka and Hu Yang just have random kyber crystals hanging out on the ship? The answer is probably yes. 100%. Oh, without, I mean, they have so many lightsabers that they've collected. We actually talked about that, I think, during our episode one discussion where they had. Yeah, all the hilts. And I, and, and I, you had seen it, I missed it. Um, so there's no doubt that but those would have had crystals in them. Yeah. Also, what? You're good. Nothing. I was just thinking, like, in my head, like, Soka's still using white blades that she bled from, like, why did did she not want to go with, uh, you know, blue or green or something else? But I don't know. Yeah, that is interesting that she's never changed back. But I feel like there's so much her identity now. Um, yeah, that, that's true. And, the, and it's always said that, well, granted, she healed the blood crystals. And I don't know. I'm, I'm going to guess that it's probably in a book somewhere. But if we ever learn whose crystals she took and healed but um we we, we did sean we did no oh, did i did i miss it it's in tale of the jedi oh she was lightsaber list oh and she, and she took the guy yeah yeah defeat, mm-hmm. yeah yeah she but, took his lightsaber but that's oh, well, only, at least that's only I guess, one that's i only guess one it crystal. wasn't we didn't see it huh that's only one crystal or do you have to use two to get the double blades he only got to use one so a that is also a great question, John. Because I'm pretty sure Maul only had one. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. But... What if he halved? What if she halved it? Anyway, <laughs> I was going to say the Kyber crystal calls to the Jedi, right? But at least that's what the story is. But anyways, having <clears throat> having Ezra build his saber there uh, in a very—I'm not going to say it was like Savvy's workshop, but with all the drawers, it felt very Savvy's workshop. Pretty sweet, right? Yeah, um, pretty cool. But the fact that Huyang had a backup emitter, shroud for Kanan that is now Ezra's is really, really cool. Like, I just love that. Chef's kiss. It was so good. Chef's kiss. Um, Perfecto. The tie back to Rebel Season 1 when Ezra picks it off Kanan and says, you know, this feels good in my hand, right? And then he just, it it was the perfect Rebels circle, as you like to say. It was just, it was was so good. Um, George would be so proud. It's a circle. (laughs) So, so the it's like poetry. The big question. Well, there there are many big questions, but one question I had that came out of this was in re, in regards to Thrawn, and we can kind of talk about this as it relates to Ezra, Sabine, Ahsoka getting to well, eventually, you know, getting shot down, getting back to the temple, and then the the fights that ensue. But mm-hmm. is it just me? And I've seen other people talk about this, so I guess it's not just me, but. I feel like I'm trying to understand Thrawn's um, 
blunders, right? Like the way that he talks about not underestimating a Jedi, Jedi right? He, he tells that to Morgan, right? And talks about how he had been bested by a Jedi once before and he wasn't going to make that mistake again. And then I feel like there are multiple points where during their escape plan, right? Because everything's loaded on, onto the ship. So they bring the hyperspace ring down. And I, I guess the reason for that is because there's not enough power in the ship. So I can kind of buy that. Probably not, yeah. yeah. But I feel like the number of strategic blunders he makes over the course of the last like episode and a half um, is, is kind of uncharacteristic. And I don't know if it's the fact that he's been gone so long that he's rusty or he had a practice. <laughs> I mean, te- I, obviously he would be, I just, it was one of those things where I was expecting this, like <clears throat> this, this military strategist. And I feel like there were a number of points where, and, and obviously it's the writing, it's the plot and it's, it has to do certain things. Right. Um, I feel like it, it kind of missed the mark in, what 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 would you call a blunder? Like what what were his blunders? Are you are you seeing like well, was it his blunders or was it like, for instance, Balin didn't show up to the last fight in the episode like in episode seven, and he's like, "We are short a mercenary." Like that's not his fault. That's that's an outside variable that sure. he did not account for. That he would have, except that you know he was trusting his mercenaries would hold true to what they were there for or what he thought they were there for. Right. And that's, and that's fair. Well, so you have him sending two squads of troops last episode uh, or seven. It was in seven uh, because they couldn't afford to lose any more troops. Um, But the, I I feel like if they were, if he was going to, this is going back to episode seven, right? So if he's going to confront them in open, like in an open field, why do you not send air support there? Right. So they send. Oh yeah. I mean, so, so that's because he's, he's very classic. Why didn't the classic was, why didn't you send tie fighters just to blow them, blow them all up? Right. And, and, and you get it because obviously they get the two tie fighters to, to shoot down the shuttle, which, or try to shoot down the shuttle. Um, which there, I mean, Sean? You know how many times I've asked questions on why didn't they use what they had resource wise to, you know, win the win the whatever it was, and that this has been a, a trope in many Disney Plus shows. That like, would be a blunder to me, right? Like the fact that you are willing to, again, understandably, send Tie Fighters to shoot down a ship makes sense. I buy that, um, but that you have three individual, well, two, because you don't know that Ahsoka's coming or there or whatever right and yeah. and who yang's being pursued the entire time right by those by the uh, uh foot calm foot soldiers right so i i guess he did send aircraft or or, or, or ships were sent but you <laughs> you have no air support for the ground assault so anyways that would be i would call that a blunder um and the reluctancy to I don't know. It, it, again, it's getting nitpicky. It just, it just seemed, it just felt off. Like without sounding too whiny about things, it, it, it the, the portrayal as it relates to that specific um, 
aspect or person not uh, like trait just yeah. just felt off a little bit i'll agree with you there. i mean but it just goes back to the same thing that i complain about every time you know I, I even go back to like every time sabine didn't pull out her freaking lightsaber to take care of business right away like or um mando and boba you have jetpacks mm-hmm. on your body take care of it you know like it just goes back to the they had to write the story in some way that they couldn't the the you know couldn't be perfect so to speak true so um yeah i just i don't think i'm that upset about the blunders so to speak as more of the i think there's another piece that he's relying on the night the the great mothers for that i don't think he knows how to balance them like i think he because they are obviously in an agreement that he knows is probably more than fragile at best. And um, he, I think he's still off. I think, he's, I, I think he's off because of that. Because he's not used to having to be in some kind of real shaky alliance. He doesn't have control. He doesn't have the true control of it. Right. Because they do. They they realistically do, and they're telling him, and they're telling him what's in the thread, so to speak. So he's listening a lot for what needs to happen versus versus what he wants to do. Well, and it's very similar to um, so there's the uh, the Shakespeare play Macbeth, right? That has the three witches that tell the future for the king, and then the king makes all these decisions because he knows kind of the outcome right and I, and to your point yeah. i guess that makes a lot of sense if that is indeed the case here which we've already discussed a lot of the parallels um you know that the witches represent so yeah if he's already beholden to an outcome like he's seen the future so to speak um yeah then maybe that does explain some of his <clears throat> his questionable decisions so we get the uh, Ahsoka, Sabine, Ezra getting back to the to the temple, and we are graced finally, finally. Well, not not just with all three of them fighting together, which was excellent, but we then get the reanimated versions of them, which was. I thought that was cool. I don't know what what did you think about the uh, <clears throat> finally getting the zombie stormtroopers. It was good. You didn't like it, did you? I I enjoyed so here's the thing. <laughs> I enjoyed them. Uh-huh. I just I want Disney to pull pull out the stops and just have lightsabers do what they're supposed to do. Mm. Like if you push a lightsaber into a metal door, what happens to the metal door? Like just cuts right through it. Mm-hmm. Like you can make whatever shape you want inside the door. You can cut out your own walk through if you want to but when they hit a stormtrooper they don't cut them in half they don't cut their arms off they just they barely touch them and i just want lightsabers to do what lightsabers are supposed to do and i don't think we're ever going to get it but it is what it is except in mando right which is still your favorite scene which we talk about literally every time we reference that sort of stuff that's so good and so, and we got it, and we got it with um, uh, Ezra at the end of this yes. 
True. Uh, mm-hmm. During with the night with with the uh, dark troopers mm-hmm. that were attacking him and Sabine, which uh, we can talk about this again. What, what we'll talk about it now, obviously, but like the fact that she killed the dark trooper the same way Ray killed a yeah. guard. I'm like, come on, like, did we have to do it? Like, it is what it is. But no, that was um whatever. But then that was Ben. But uh, then he, Kylo did that. Kylo was getting choked out, and then she throws him. The saber, and then he pops oh, it. Oh, she threw it to him, and then he pops he it behind just, his head. He, How did you forget right. the cinematography of genius from the Last Jedi? Activated. You love the Last yeah, Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Praetorian Guard scene ever again. Sorry, I don't have yeah, to. I no. just mentioned it now uh-huh. out of necessity. That's fair. That's fair. Continue. Sorry, but yeah, um, but we did get Ezra cutting off the head of a of a. Uh, death trooper which was watching his head roll i'm like that makes sense appreciate that but yeah no the reanimated stormtroopers were cool it was just the only thing i i think that i had a real issue with was like some of them realized they still had blasters and could use them and then the other ones look like true zombies and and maybe it's level that they're dead i'm not sure but yeah that was the only gripe i would have but i overall I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, and and the whole lightsaber doing the thing that uh, with Ezra doing that, he clearly went to zombie uh, killing school because he he knows that you need to take the head, remove the head. Um, you take the head. Ahsoka and and Sabine not so much, um, but but yeah, I mean the 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 thing I enjoyed <clears throat> about that scene is I think it kind of validates our suspicion that they were dead the whole time um or at least they they and maybe not dead but the fact that <clears throat> excuse me um the fact that the dark troopers themselves are already rotten and decaying under the mask because you can see the one that's choking out sabine is he's he's been dead a long time um it would be unlikely that they're the only two who have experienced this fate. And the fact that them just being reanimated would have done, done that, even though they weren't part of the whole, um, ritual or what have you, um, would imply that the other troopers in, in the group were similar in, in nature. Um, but the, uh, with that scene, because because leading into that, right, you had the uh, sort of what would, what would you call it the initiation or indoctrination of Morgan into sort of the Night Sisterhood, oh, yeah. I guess, uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Witches. Should the right? sword of Talzin, <laughs> which was a really uh, like as soon as it popped on screen, I was like, oh. And then I couldn't remember why I did that. Um, so I did have to go dig that back up. And then Keith's reference of Darth Jar Jar in the text chain, I didn't. I thought that was just like a joke. And then obviously that's the episode uh, that Talzin actually summons it on is when Jar Jar is helping Mace rescue the queen, mm-hmm. which is, it all comes back to Jar Jar. Um, <clears throat> He's out there still. She, what's that? Still. Who, Jar Jar? He's out there still. Yeah. <laughs> He's pulling the strings behind the scenes. He he is the one true Sith. Um, 
the uh but yeah the the zombie scene or the the zombie trooper scene i will say the the thing that i had not issue i guess issues the the right word is again the pacing so you block them off they find a way to blow blow the blast door like clean open right make their way up the stairs they block them again i i which i don't know like you had you had the th- the three that came down the special corridor that jumped Ezra which they get blocked off i get that so where did they come from and like why was there only three of them when the rest of them were all coming up the stairs did they have like a special um like secret passage that they got to use i don't know it, it just felt very incomplete like it's it's one of many instances that you just you feel like it was kind of thrown in cuz it, it was almost expected because everybody's talked about these troopers and now okay we cool we get to see them yeah pop um and i don't know that they gave a lot of i don't know that they gave as much thought to the execution of the idea um <clears throat> as maybe they would have liked so right so so they work their way up the stairs we get the standoff between morgan and ahsoka while ezra and sabine run on and I don't know about you. Obviously, I don't know your thoughts on this because um, we haven't really talked about this much since the episode came out. But I thought it was one of the better cor- fight scenes, like choreographies for the whole um, series. The the duel between Morgan and it looked good. Ahsoka. Would you Would you agree with that? Yep, whole thing looked good. Very happy with that scene. Um, her splitting one of uh, Ahsoka's hilts, pretty sweet. Like. You know, um, that's a very powerful weapon she was wielding. So it was uh, very, very cool to um, just kind of watch how it played out. Uh, the, the rematch, mm. the rematch of the century. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it was good to see. Um, and, you know, we already knew Morgan was a very uh, well-trained fighter mm-hmm. uh, already. Um, just haven't seen her with a sword yet. So uh, it was cool to see. And Ahsoka, you know had to be her best to, to defeat her. So I, I, the thing I liked actually most about Morgan, I think this whole series is that she's clearly in the like architect mode and that she's like driving a lot of this, right? Because she's the one that brings the, the ring to, she hears the call. She's, she's, you know, she thinks that she's helping. Well, she knows she's helping, in effect, probably repopulate her home planet. Um, you know, and so when Thrawn asks her to stay behind, you can obviously see the dejection, right? That she's not going with them, you know, and, and, but she gives the for Dathomir instead of for the empire sort of differentiation. Cause it was never about the empire. It was always about Dathomir, but the fact that she's very, yeah. um, she, she, you know, she's not very demonstrative at all during the whole series. And then, Finally, she gets to like, I guess in a way, show off in that last scene, and obviously she gets she gets cut down. But the the training that um, and I can't recall the actress's name, but you know, there's there's the really cool relationship between her and Bruce Lee. Uh, I think she was or she was he was her godfather godfather, I think. But in any case, right? So we've seen her fight before in Mandalorian, and it just gets ratcheted up 
here in that you know in that scene and yeah that 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 fight choreography was was excellent and uh and so then Ezra Sabine <clears throat> trying to get on the ship force theme plays we get the rebels call back to how Ezra and Kanan used to throw each other around which get around I loved it yeah. it was fantastic do it again Ezra jumps Sabine throws him and uh, and he makes it to the ship so we finally I mean we got to see Sabine use the force in in retrieving her lightsaber but this is something far more powerful um the ability to, to just shove across a great distance like that her being <clears throat> formally recognized as a Jedi now officially uh in Star Wars canon uh, has a lot of people uh, in a tizzy. And I want to get your thoughts on that scene, like that part of the scene, and then her overall sort of entrance into Jedi-dom. It was weird. It's a, it's a weird thing. So, um, and you got to go back to the beginning of the season, right? Or not, well, not the beginning of the season, but I, I pushed through Hugh Yang here, right? Called her... I've seen a lot of, you know, I've seen all the Jedi students of the Force. You're the worst one. Like, all of these things come through. And then this episode, you know, Ezra is like, what happened between Sabine and Soka? Like, and he's like, oh, well, you know, Ahsoka started training her, but didn't want her to reach her full potential because she was scared of it. So Huang knows that there's more to Sabine, but is burying her during conversations with her, like emotionally, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm going to bulldoze this girl. So she does never, she never reaches her potential because Ahsoka doesn't want it to happen. I, it was a little confusing because of that. Like I just go back to those conversations that we heard earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And then you've got that one where there's obviously potential there that Ahsoka didn't want to unlock because she was afraid that it could go the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So, and then we see it this episode, like pulled the lightsaber. She pushed Ezra. Um, those things are tough to swallow when you've got an expert saying certain things in one part of the season and then late in the season saying the opposite. So, I'm overall, I'm okay with Sabine being a Jedi. I don't really care about that. Like, she technically is a Padawan learner already, so I don't understand why people are in a tizzy about being um, a Jedi in in, in name somewhere uh, because we already knew going into this season that she was the Padawan of Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, that qualifies her as a Jedi already. So I'm okay with that stuff. I just think that the... It, hearing him talk to Ezra early in, in the episode saying she has a lot of potential. It just ca contradicts everything he said to Sabine directly all season long. Yeah. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's a fair point. It's, it does seem counter, uh, counterintuitive. The, the thing I wonder about, you know, cause he says it in episode two about perhaps beginning again, even after he gives her, guff um and i don't know that 
so I feel like it's more a <clears throat> a tough love angle, right? Because he's a droid, right? He he has some level of personality to him, right? But he's gonna have a protocol. He's not a protocol droid, but he's gonna have like a like a way of dealing with certain things. It would have been how he would have dealt with you know, younglings or, or others in the temple, most likely, too, um, you know, to point out their faults directly so that they could presumably address them. Uh, and and I think what we get over the course of the season with Sabine is her, and, and they obviously talk about unlocking or unblocking the flow, right? And, you know, she she doesn't cut herself off from it like the way that say Luke did right this isn't this isn't something like that right but think of it almost like a, a kind of like a writer's block or or something like that where you've had writer's block's not the right right word but there's some sort of something prohibiting you from from utilizing a, a, a talent right and so I think for for obviously the force you have to be fully kind of relaxed and just kind of allow it to happen. And Sabine's been so uptight this whole season for multiple reasons. Um, And I think Ahsoka coming back, being more um, calm around her, um, trying to let her know that, hey, you know, the decisions you made, you know, we've all made tough decisions, right? We've all made hard decisions. And I think it's, it's, it's like Anakin kind of giving Ahsoka the okay, right? Ahsoka is giving Sabine the okay, more or less. And I think it allows her to finally kind of just realize that, yeah, okay, I can do this and to trust herself, right? I go back to the time to fly where it was about trust. And I feel like she's finally able to trust herself to know that, yes, if she uses this, Right, she's not gonna use it the wrong way, right? Like Ahsoka fears. Um, so I, I, I agree. I don't have a problem with her being a Jedi um, in in name, so, so to speak. Uh, a Jedi is a way of teaching. It's a way of understanding the Force. It's not like it's a form of religion. It's a form I of mean, the religion. It's not like they they didn't grant her the rank of master yet. So True. I think we're okay still. True. Uh, although I will say, if what happened at the end of the episode with her and Anakin before, or her and Ahsoka before, we see Force Ghost Anakin, which was, which was a nice touch, but it, it it's almost implied, or 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 suggested that Sabine saw him or saw something like him, um, without him appearing directly to her, like she sensed him, which I would have to think that that would be a significant sort of force usage or or at least attunement to be able to sense someone else's force ghost that isn't appearing to you but is appearing to somebody else um i don't know i don't know if you caught that or if maybe you have any thoughts yeah on, no on that. i mean I, I would agree i mean but she did just you know force push ezra a football field so i don't, I don't really know at least so <laughs> at least a football field uh, yeah, so the last the last bit, right, with Thrawn jumping out, or jumping out, jumping off, um, so you've got them hovering over Dathomir, right, and 
you've got the big re- uh, reunion for Hera and Ezra. Um, so which one do you want to talk about first? Probably the reunion, because that's probably the least yeah. expensive cool. one. Good, good for them. Glad they got back together. I don't got nothing else for it. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of questions there. I know like everybody's gonna, everyone's diving into the, Oh, is, you know, Ezra going to train Jason? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, probably it would make sense. Wouldn't it? So, um, and it would be a circle. Just, uh... So I have, I have a thought on that actually, since we're here, since you brought that up. So we know that somewhere between now and, 10 years, 12 years, something like that. Luke's got to start, <clears throat> Luke's got to start a new school. And we know that, um, I mean, he's got to get Jedi from somewhere. So I don't know that Ezra will train Jason directly. I think that Luke would use or have Ezra help as an instructor at his new school. And that Jason would train there. So, because it's, again, you don't have to show it, like, on screen. Like, it doesn't actually physically have to happen, but I think that that's the way that it's going to go, is that, no, you don't think so? You don't like that? You don't like that theory? Boo this man. Boo. (laughs) They got to get Jedi from somewhere. I know. I just don't, you know, if they're there, I just, I can't. I can't put Jason and Ezra in the same place Ben Solo ends up. I can't. I can't do it. I just can't. Why? Because Ben destroys the temple, and if Ezra was there, there's no way Ben destroyed Ezra. Also, in addition to all the other Jedi. Well, no, no, no. Sorry, he doesn't have to be there when everything is destroyed, but he can go and help set it up. Mm. So, because because mm. here's here's the thinking, right? So. <laughs> Now, and this is the thing you have to con- think about when they're constructing these timelines, right? Is that, okay, you have Ezra and you have, you have um, Jason in this galaxy, along with Luke <clears throat> and others, most likely. Um, you have Ahsoka and Sabine on Peridia, um, along with Balin and Shin. Not to say that they're going to come back and help out, right? But <clears throat> uh, where it goes back to the where are they during the sequel trilogy, right? Like, if you had other Jedi somewhere, right, they would they would have, they you know, so either they're training together off-site and they never hear about the First Order uh, or the Rise of the Resistance or any of that sort of stuff. Um, Sounds sketch. Uh, I mean, it's possible, plausible. I mean, we're, we're really, you know, theorizing here, right? Or... They went and they trained with Luke and then, or as part of Luke's school, and then maybe they're sent off on a mission somewhere and they just are just over here somewhere. And again, they never get back or they, they, well, they die on mission somewhere or they're there when Ben goes Kylo and, and despite their best efforts, they don't, you know, I mean, same thing goes for Grogu, right? Like, and that's the whole discussion with Grogu too. Um, but I'm getting off topic, but the reunion was what I love that Chopper was the one that like, is like the, uh, icebreaker, 
right? Um, like Chopper somehow sensed it. That was is Chopper. Chopper's force sensitive now. I think um, he is. I think they made him a Jedi also this week. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, that was that was a special moment. Um, I'm glad that it was short. I'm glad that you didn't get the whole embrace and everything like that. I think it was much more special to just cut it on there. You know, have it pan in on themselves and then and then cut away. Um, so the last bit before we get into our rankings and whatnot is Thrawn above Dathomir. <clears throat> You've got all the caskets, right? The the implication is that they're going to repopulate uh, Dathomir with deceased night night uh, night sisters, night witches. Why? Why would they do that? I think the, the better question is why not? Why wouldn't they? I mean, they want to repopulate their home world. Yes, but why? But why? <clears throat> other than getting home, and maybe that was the only reasoning. Is is that Thrawn's only reasoning for helping? Is it was just to get home, or is there something, something else? I don't think there's any. I'm not sure there's anything there for Thrawn specifically. In my mind, I just, I think the Knights just because he's for. It goes back to the, like before they left Peridia, like it was, for the Empire, and Morgan was for Dathomir. Like I think that speaks to the motives of both sides very very well for the great mothers also they are doing like it's it's, it's an alliance due to necessity not because not because they truly needed each other but they well they did they needed each other to get out but once they're out <clears throat> they're looking for a deeper power on dathomir right so I guess so, the follow-up question that would be is where are they during the rise of the First Order? Because presumably there would be some sort of alliance there for <clears throat> assistance. It was there it was there. fragile to begin with. It probably broke once they got home. Yeah, that's fair. That's my – that would be my – now, granted, where what are they doing during all that? Well, it's Dathomir. Mm -hmm. Currently uninhabited. Unless True. somebody – figures out that it's inhabited the rest of the galaxy believes it's uninhabited so they may be still building for other stuff which would be cool if 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 ray picks up if so if the i know they're doing like the sequel to the sequel trilogy if ray picks up jedi academy stuff and they have a mission to dathomir mm -hmm. because they find out that there's night sisters there again i'd be on board with that that'd be cool I could, I could do that. Like yeah. I could legitimately get behind that idea. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I, in fact, I hope that's what they are doing, but I don't, I don't know. And I, I haven't listened to anybody on anything yet. So if somebody threw that out there already, great. Um, if they threw out what you said, like, what, what are they doing? What is the Alliance? I don't know. I don't think there is an Alliance. Once they get home, they're home, you know, um, they might give Thrawn his fortune teller, like this is what's going to happen and see you later. Like, thanks for delivering us to Dathomir. Yeah. He's got to go get his ship fixed at some point, I suppose. But, um, but yeah. And then <clears throat> I said, we're going to get into ratings, but of course we're not going to do that. Cause we got to talk about the last scene. Um, Balin standing on the outstretched arm of a statue of the father, the father yeah. flanked by the son, and a destroyed version of the daughter pointing 
to a pulsating mountaintop. Yeah, pretty sweet. I will say I missed that the first time. <laughs> what he was actually mother, lo- what he was actually looking at. <clears throat> you think the mother's there? I you know, it's it's weird because why would, why would that be flickering? Maybe that's just the energy. I don't know. Perhaps. I don't know how to describe it. Just other than that's the force like speaking out to him. Like that's the that's what he's sensing. It's Mount Doom. Kind of like it's basically Mount Doom is what it is. It's it's the Star Wars equivalent of Mount Doom. <laughs> it's where the force is at. I bet it's where the force is originating from. Throw your ring in. And just see what comes out. No, he's gonna. That's why he has a giant kyber crystal on his belt. He's just gonna drop that into the. That's and the cast key. it into the fire. That's, that's that's the key to everything on Peridia. This giant kyber crystal key. The um, yeah, I mean, I was when he was standing up there. I'm like, oh my god, this is real. Oh my god, Sean might be right. Oh my god, I'm going to hear about how Sean was right. <laughs> Basically, if you just say it's the ones for like ever on every theory, yeah. eventually it's going to hit. Right. So. <laughs> Um, I do. I mean, it does definitely back up the fact that we could get the mother. I already said earlier this season in our podcast that I felt like Ahsoka really is the daughter at this point. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that the reason why Balin told her in episode seven that she could not destroy him was because he understands what she is, especially after. He realized that she was not dead, which means there's a reason why she was saved. So I feel like Balin might be a version of the son, even though he was staying on the father's hand. But I think I think he might be the version of the son because I feel like the reason why Anakin is the way he is currently is because he might be taking the role of the father, which is... Because he is the balance. Like he technically turned into the balance now. So I the thing I have against the idea that Balin is the son is that he is not inherently dark side. Like he does not have that or at least we haven't seen it, right? Um he's not he's not dark side. Yes, he's he's not good, he's not nice. Um but he, he's a meanie. He he is not emblematic of of what the son is meant to represent. Yeah. And for all the discussion around the daughter, the father, and the son, they, in a way, they are they are beings, right? It's not so much a role. I right. I, under, I understand that. In and we do get the Morai again for Ahsoka, just to, I mean, I wanna... which was awesome. Um, yeah. I had to try and explain that to Kara. That was a difficult. Why did I did not do a good job of explaining <laughs> what the bird represented there? It's just a... um, so. There's a three episode arc in Clone Wars, and and then, no, that didn't that didn't work. But I do realize that in the Clone Wars arc, the father was basically telling Anakin that he had to stay to keep the son and the daughter in line. So, in in that respect, I guess it is a role, but. I think had Anakin done that, he would not have become immortal in the way that those those beings were. Um, obviously, they 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 are they are dead now. But um, 
So so that's I, that's my hesitancy in saying Balin's the son. I, he feels and I'm not gonna say he is the father, but he, he feels more he, father. He feels more balanced. Balanced. Yes. Um, because but the, then you'd have to find the son somewhere. So which could be Sabine, I suppose. No, absolutely not. She's not she's not dark enough. No, I've heard people talk about you don't Shin. Know? I've heard people throw out Shin. Um Gosh. I've heard people throw out Anakin because so because of the giant scar down the right side. Um they're like, Oh, Anakin has a oh. scar. Oh, you know who else has a scar? Ben has a giant scar on his face eventually. Not right away, but he has a scar eventually. Um I think it's just a like a red herring. I don't I don't I would be surprised if a innocuous scrape down the entire right side of his face is actually meaningful, but crazier things have happened. I think with Balin having an orange saber I mean, I just go back to, you know, hey, before every episode Sabine's helmet is red. Just saying. And Morocco was blue. So, I mean, let's let's move past that. Morocco was just a puff of smoke and Sabine reeked of Jedi apparently. So, um Anyways, the uh the the fact that Balin Don't saber dismiss my theory. I have dismissed it. I she Unless something crazy happens, uh, there ain't no way Sabine is going to tap into uh, a well of dark side energy and become that corrupted. But you know what? <clears throat> if they want to tell that story, I'm here for it. Um, I, I think Balin's saber says more about, I think the orange being the blend of, of like, obviously the red, but dark side um, and the yellow from like a Temple Guardian perspective. Um, but, but no, I don't, I don't see Balin being the son. I don't see him being the father. I I think he is, I don't know if he's, if he's a tool, I mean, he is a tool, uh, being used by not, not, not as a character, not as a character, sorry. Um, but like his role, right. Is to unlock something. And I don't know what waking the mother would do. Um, for him, like I don't know what he gets out of that, um, because she's not going to be beholden to him. He's just going to get annihilated, so he doesn't get to see the end of that. Right. So I, I, I think that there maybe it's, <clears throat> it's it's the setup for the uh, uh, like the origin story, like the Jedi origin story that movie that's supposed to be coming out. I think there's I think there's something that's going to be in that that will kind of describe what it is that he's trying to get to and then it's they're going to use the movies and the shows to obviously kind of like bring everything together kind of like Marvel's doing but um yeah so but that that whole scene with him was I was it was just a oh my god moment um, so good, and who knows so what Shin, and who knows what Shin's doing? I don't, I don't know what she's gonna do. I guess she's gonna rally the bandits into some sort of tribe. So, well, they're gonna be the knights, of, the knights of Ren. That's what they're gonna be, the knights of Ren, the knights of Shin Hati. No, no, they're not. Um, they're not the of Ren. So, what would you grade? Uh, I don't know what she's doing. What's it? Oh yeah, you don't know what she's doing. I don't, I don't know what she's doing. No, no clue. Um, so what grade would you give the season, season series? For right now, we'll call it a series because we don't have season two confirmed. So, what would you call uh, give the series finale grade wise? Eight five. Okay, I'll give it eight five. What about you? Yeah, I'm at an eight. 
I um, <clears throat> I again as 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 series finales go, it really didn't close anything. Um, yeah, like I said earlier in the early in the show, I just like I just have accepted that I we needed launching points for the next installment, whether it be a season or a movie. <clears throat> okay, and that and that's fine, but you cannot write standalone shows to be jumping off points for movies that don't exist because now if for some reason those projects get canceled right and and there is no season two for some reason then that story none of those stories get told none of them get finished and you just like it's like it's like setting up a movie for a sequel that never comes aka solo right like that was set up to have a second part and then they never made it and so like there's some sort of closure to that story, but like there's a whole host of other things that's like we'll never find out because there's never there's not gonna be a solo two, maybe. Hopefully there is. Make solo two. Um and and if they do that here with this show or with Acolyte or with any of the shows that are coming out where they're using it solely to like springboard to the movie. Oh boy. <clears throat> I really hope that's not what they're doing. Because you gotta have hope, Sean. Hope. What is it that delivered to us? Hope. Hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Okay, so I'm gonna rebel against the concept of using a television show to springboard you to a movie that's three years away. <laughs> so yeah, you get an eight from me. You get no, no more. That's all you get. Um, because it, as you said at the start, it happened the finale was a thing um it just wasn't what i was hoping for so um so eight let's see what we got here um all right eight eight eighty eight hundred reviews or ratings rankings whatever indv's got it at an eight eight out of ten okay um yeah i'm I'm not going to go through and read a bunch of the user reviews uh other than our friend posy fan because where are where where is this person <clears throat> we're committed to it. ah there it is there it is them. six we're out of t- six out of ten for posy fan another oh, yeah he was gonna be, they were, they were gonna be upset well but that's the thing like threat and i don't know how they rated seven let me go see seven real quick because i know we didn't we didn't cover that um so episode seven said uh episode eight gave it a seven out of ten episode eight will have a lot to cover <clears throat> so for and it was too short <laughs> And so for part eight, they give it a six out of ten. Another Disney Plus series fails to stick the landing due to poor writing and low tension. So, and the preface is that they enjoyed the show for the most part. Um, said, but episodes one through seven were pretty okay. So yeah. Um, anyways, there, there's a whole host of things, but yeah, th- it's funny because they were like up here for the whole series, pretty much. You know, seven out of ten, eight out of ten, nine out of ten, and then. Uh, well, they also believe that the uh, finale came up short. So, um, and and I'm just kind of scrolling through it. Uh, yeah, five out of ten, four out of ten. There there aren't a a high number of high rated. So eight out of ten, tad disappointing. Eight out of ten should have done more. Could have done more. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it could have done more. 
one out of ten. I, told out of 10. You, I, I would have taken another twenty minutes to flush out whatever the hell Balin was doing, or whatever. Mm. Shin is just a lost cause at this point. I don't even know. <clears throat> yeah, and that's the thing is, and and let's let's pivot into talking about the series as a whole. They have spent so much time building those two characters, and and if they just cast them aside. Uh, for God knows what, I have no idea. Um, I mean, I nothing's going to happen, right? They can do whatever they want that they're their characters, but it will feel like such a disservice to 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 both actors, especially Ray Stevenson, um, which I realize he won't be able to complete his arc. But to if if they do not complete their stories, it it, it will just be a shame, um, and. Yeah, I mean, right now, that's that's where we're at, is we don't know if we're going to get the f- completion of these stories. And that is just something that is <clears throat> unfortunate. Um, I'm still happy with the show. I've got, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's it's hard not to be happy with the overall show still. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many good things that happened because of it, and so many things that were introduced in live action that, we would have never gotten if it wasn't what happened. So I'm okay with where we're le- like, I called it before. Like Balin was going to be left on a cliffhanger. Did I think we were going to only get him for 30 seconds this episode? No. With no lines? No. Didn't think that that was what was going to happen, but I knew we were, we were not going to get the end of his arc. Sure. Uh, we discussed that and we were like, it's not going to end. And that's sad because of Ray and everything else. Um, so they're going to have to recast or figure something out. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see Shin ending up where she did. I'm not super excited about that. Can't say that left me excited. Um, but the Balin thing, like I said, I wish we had 20 more minutes to figure out what he was thinking in his head. And uh, maybe explore that some. Uh, the bandits could have killed Shin at this point. I would have been okay with that too. <laughs> Just being the fact that like she didn't do anything the entire episode. She, yes, she's got the you know the uh, the Conan or <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm still happy with the the rest of it was good. Like I didn't I didn't have a problem with the rest of it. I don't I don't I don't, I don't know. Now, now, and we haven't posted this yet because we we haven't posted the stuff from the con yet. But <clears throat> I'm not going to spoil where you had Ahsoka at in your rankings list, so that people you know can listen to that and enjoy our discussion. But I will say, ah, uh, yeah, where you have it in your list, would it still be there after? Because we we did our rankings before Episode Eight came out. Would would it still be in the spot that you had it? Hmm. <laughs> I, I I may have to move it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, don't spoil the placement. Uh, but mostly based on the fact, I won't. But like, mostly based on the fact that we didn't, we didn't get the conclusion that I would have necessarily needed for it to stay where it was currently at. Because in it, in in it, like. Agreeing with your point, like we don't know if other things are going to happen, and nothing's 
greenlit for next season. I hope we, I already had hoped we were going to get another season of this. Like whether that happened after the movie, before the movie, it doesn't matter to me. I hope we get more. Um, but it didn't conclude enough to stay in its current ranking for me. Sure. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, talking about that briefly. Yeah. Mine, mine would be in the same spot, I think because of where I have ranked it. So, um, yeah. And, and I don't want my initial sort of gripe to think to come across as I didn't enjoy the show. I did enjoy the show. Um, there was a, I felt like there was a good amount of tension. Most episodes, um, you know, we didn't really know what was going to happen, save for Thrawn having to get away, which, again, we've talked about ad nauseum. Um, but, you know, you don't know who has, you know, other than that, you don't know who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. Every fight felt like this could happen, uh, assuming it wasn't ruined by the trailers. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, when Ahsoka fell off the ledge, like, I, I had I had no idea. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Are they actually going to, I mean, yeah. the likelihood of them actually killing her off Outside there of was, plot armor. Right. But outside of plot armor being the title character. Yeah. But I guess my point is. <laughs> Ahsoka season two. Sabine. <laughs> Featuring Sabine. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I mean, they've done that with the Mandalorian where the Mandalorian is not the main focus of the season, which is, again. I don't know what you're talking about. Totally fine. Um, but. But no, I, I for all the hype that we got going into the season and and stuff like that, um, I will say that it it definitely hit uh, my expectations. I am it exceeded it in in a number of the character aspects. Again, I wasn't I didn't know what to expect with Balin and Shin, and they've turned into some some top notch characters. Balin's one of my you know I, I I've significantly enjoyed. Um, his his uh development to this point um hu yang was an absolute gem all season uh aman uh as ezra was excellent i felt like he nailed who like the physical embodiment of ezra like even with like the you know you'll take us as prisoners right like because that's in episode seven that's exactly something that ezra would say from rebels right or in rebels um obviously he's from rebels and and so uh, I feel like I had some some issues initially with Sabine's character and her motivation. It kind of made sense at the end, so I can understand again the process. Uh, Hera, I'm trying to figure out what her role was. Like, what was she, what was the importance for her? in this series um and maybe it'll be flushed out later on uh other than introducing jason i'm and and maybe trying to get across to the new republic that yeah i think that i mean that's really what it comes down to i mean she was the voice that was saying there's still danger here like which they badly need to hear because it's clearly a problem so ignorant my question to that that my follow-up question that would be if that wasn't part of this story, would it have detracted at all from what like we actually got? And like, I don't know that there was an, there, there was any sort I of, I think they're just trying to add more. Yeah. I, th- I think they're just trying to add more new Republic stuff in. So we get more ineptitude. Like we, we need to understand that they were that bad. It's fair because everyone's, everyone keeps asking the same question. 
how did they let the first order just happen? Because they're idiots. They're a bunch of idiots. And you need to understand what kind of idiots you're dealing with in order to get to, to the conclusion that you're in. Right. Obviously, Leia was not exactly part of the New Republic when she was head of the resistance. Oh, yeah, no. Mm -mm. So something had to happen there where she was just like, you guys are truly idiots, like just a bunch of bureaucrats. You think you're in your ivory tower. Everything's good. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Bad stuff's out there. So like, I think they're just continuously just hammering at home <laughs> that they're just a bunch of idiots. Yeah, and that's and that's fair. I mean, if that's if that's the game plan, I mean, that yeah, mission successful in that in that regard. I mean, they are they are <laughs> horrible. Yeah, I mean, between that and Mando season three with uh, uh, Carson talking with uh, Tim Meadows' character, right? Um, among a host of other things, of course, with the uh, reintegration process. Um, yeah. <clears throat> So, but, but, and, and again, that's not to say that I didn't enjoy having Hera in the, in the, in the show, uh, getting Chopper and everybody like that. So, uh, there, there were a lot of positives, a lot more positives than negative for sure. Uh, Thrawn, I thought Lars did a, a, a really good job, um, portraying him again, <clears throat> some of the writing direction with how he handled certain things kind of questionable, but his delivery of everything I had no problem with, um, and I thought his look uh, was really good. It was really solid. Um, reintroducing the night, uh, the great mothers, the night sisters. Whoa, yeah. didn't expect that. Getting world between so worlds. Whoa, didn't expect that. Um, getting Anakin and uh, like a lot of things that were were highly <clears throat> unsuspected. Or, you know, so even with kind of the letdown, I, I say letdown loosely. Um, the the lackluster finale um i'm still probably going to give this like an eight seven or an eight eight for a series as a whole i'm good with it i'm, I'm good with an eight five still i'm good i think uh we got a lot of good things this this season and i look for like i said i look forward to more hopefully we get a lot more but right now it's just up in the air of what we're going to get if anything so yeah. Yeah, I just hope movies get made again. I hope I hope it happens. Like I just <sighs> continuously hope movies get made. Well, with the you know with the one strike ending with the writers, I mean they can, if nothing else, start writing those stories. Um, and obviously, hopefully the the actors get. We we say this. We've been saying this <clears throat> off and on over the last number of episodes, but really hoping that the the actors get what they need, what they're after, um, right. sooner rather than later. So that way. Uh, um, we can uh, selfishly get uh, <laughs> some more, more, Star of the, Wars. more of the content that we that we love. So, um, and of course, the actors and uh, can yeah. get you their any more that Ahsoka get, in there. You got any more get their get their uh, get the security, the job security, and stuff that they uh, that they need. So, um, anything else to discuss regarding the series or episode eight? I think I'm good. All I right. think I'm. Satisfied. You always kept me satisfied and smiling. I. <laughs> so, exactly what I was thinking. Oh, I know that's where you're at. So, as we get ready to close out this episode, we want to thank you all for listening. Um, be sure to check the show notes for uh, links or uh, yeah, links to our social media channels. Um, 
if you're new and you uh, or if you enjoy listening to uh, to the content, do consider sharing or subscribing, uh, following the show. Uh, we really appreciate it, and consider leaving a review. Um, but for now, uh, we're going to uh, get back to our training here on Peridia. You know, we've got a little bit of uh, stuff we got to take care of. So uh, for Jedi John, I'm Obi Sean, and until next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>